All right, I'm Glenn Crooks along with Roberto Abramowitz. Uh, we've been providing commentary since the first kick for New York City FC, and we are now with the longest serving president of New York City FC. All right, wow. Yeah, Brad Sims, you All win. Right. Wow. But All so right. far. What's my prize? <laughs> <laughs> you had to, during your tenure, right from your first kickoff, had to deal with the stadium issue. You know, when are we getting a soccer stadium? When are we getting a soccer stadium? It came up once or twice. Yeah. And now it appears that you have a soccer stadium. Can you be specific as to what still needs to be done to give it 100% security? For clarity, we, we don't, don't have one yet. I mean, we've announced our intentions, uh, and that's very exciting. But as, as you kind of referred to, there's, there's a process here. So we're going through um, the, the city's ULERP process, and uh, that's going to probably be about, you know, say, a 12 to 12 to 18 month process uh, to be able to get full approval. And you know, there's a process where we're, you have to engage with the community boards, the borough board, city council. Um, ultimately, you have to have the support of the mayor and, and, and everyone else, which, which we do. So we believe we're, we're in a good place with, um, with obviously the mayor strongly supported this, city councilman Moya strongly supporting this. Uh, borough president Richard strongly supporting this. We got the backing of, of the unions. It's going to be 100% union built job. Uh, well, and, this and is we have, it. From know, the outside so looking in, we that, think, that we big great, day you know? when you announced yeah. it would make it seem like you were. Well, we're running close to 100 yeah, percent. Yeah, I mean, we're running full steam ahead, but yeah. there, there's a, there's a process that needs to that needs to happen, and and I think that it should it's a process that should happen. You want to make sure this is a big this is a big deal because it's not just a soccer stadium, as as you guys know, this is you know building a whole brand new neighborhood. It's 2,500 units of 100 percent affordable housing. It's a new 650 seat school. It's a 250 key hotel. There's retail, there's green space, there's, I mean, you're building, we're building an entire new neighborhood here, and that's all going through this, this ULERP process. Uh, it's not just about the stadium. And when you do that, you need to listen to the community. You need to listen to the citizens of, of Queens, of, of, the, of the community board seven, everyone about making sure that you're putting together a project that everyone wants and everyone um, can be proud of. And so that, that's a very important part of the process. Uh, we're going through that. We're excited to go through that. We're proud of kind of where we stand now. We're, we feel good about things, um, but we still have another, like I said, 12, 12, 15, 18 months to go. As far as the stadium is concerned, the physical stadium, um, do you have already a, um, an architect firm that's already developing everything that would be ready to go at the design? And when is the design uh, going to be presented? I, because I presume you feel very confident that this is going to get done, although obviously nothing is guaranteed, as you've said. But you've got a plan for these things because you're not going to just go hire an architect oh, yeah. after, only after that gets, uh, no. that gets done. So can you tell me where you are with the process and uh, by when do you think uh, designs are going to be released and, and things like that? Sure, yeah. I mean, a lot of parallel pathing going on. Like, like you said, we have to prepare for success uh, and we have to be ready to go. We want to be at the point where when, when and if, if and when, and hopefully when we are officially formally approved and on ULERP, that you want to be able to break ground and get shovels in the ground immediately and get going. And, and if you aren't planning for that, uh, it, it, set, it sets the project way back. So yes, of course, we're, we're moving full steam ahead. Uh, we have engaged an architect. We had in the fall of this year, we had an architect competition with um, a few of the biggest name architects uh, that are out there of, of sports stadiums. And uh, we, we're 
we're in the process of finalizing uh, one of them to, to be the official architect. Uh, during that uh, competition, essentially, it was a, a conceptual design phase. So we have a conceptual design that, we, that we've kind of bought into. Um, and then once we're ready to move forward on that front, which, which will be very, very soon, then you get into what's called the schematic de design phase. That's probably about a six-month uh, process. And that's when you're really figuring out all, like building all the walls and, and kind of where, where everything goes, high level, not like not super detailed, mm -hmm. uh, but kind of the high level of here, here's where a locker room is going to be and about how, and how big it is. And here's where, you know, hospitality spaces and concession stands and bathrooms and all those kind of things that you're, you're planning out. So that's going to be, you know, about a six month process. Uh, and then you get into a, a detailed design process after that, which will probably be another six or six to eight months. That's when you're getting real detailed about, you know, what do chairs, you know, what do the seats look like? What color are they? Like, I mean, how much padding do they have? What's the width of, you know, all, all that, you know, all that kind of stuff. What is, what's on the concourse? What's in the, you know, the club spaces? And so that, that's another, and we hope to have, be through that whole process. We hope by either close to the end of the calendar year in 23, maybe, maybe early into Q1 of 24. Um, and then, and then you get ready to, you build, you build your, uh, construction documents and you have those ready to go for when hopefully we're we're approved uh, in from a ULIP standpoint and then you can start getting shovels in the ground and getting after it so um is there a process where you can start building a foundation before once everything's approved that you can start building the foundation before you design the color of the seats and how wide they're going to be and how close they're going to be can you start doing that and the point of that being just is there a way to be able to possibly accelerate the construction so it doesn't take into 2027 and maybe you can have it done earlier? Yeah, the only real way to have anything done earlier would be for ULERP to go faster. Um, and that's not something that we're pushing or that we would, would ever bank on because it should run its natural course and, and, and all the you know, dialogue and, and discussion, meaningful discussion that has to happen is going to happen and should happen. Um, but if for some reason it went faster than the current plan, that, that could speed it up. But that's really the only thing that could speed up. It's, it's really, no matter what, if you're ready to build on day one, um, you know, we think it's 30 months or so. So, you know, for us, if it's, you know, if you're, if you're you know, into summer, if we're breaking ground, you know, in, in summer of, of 24, you know, 30 months gets you to the beginning of the 27 uh, MLS season. Um, we, we'd love for it to maybe to, to maybe be a little bit earlier, but that it's probably not realistic. And so right now our mindset is kind of opening day 2027. That'll be on the heels of the World Cup. And again, we're with Brad Sims, president and CEO of New York City Football Club. Uh, does the, the club have any particular plans in the lead up to the World Cup, knowing that the uh, games will be hosted uh, in New Jersey at MetLife Stadium, but still in this metropolitan area, uh, are there anything, uh, any specific items that you can point to? I, not specific, just because it's three and a half years away, and we're we're trying to we're trying to get. Uh, the, what I'm focused on right now is getting the biggest crowd we can for March 11th opening day at Yankee Stadium. Um, you know, kind of near-term things. You know, so selling sponsorships, selling tickets. Uh, you know, we're you know get moving moving the stadium uh, process forward and everything that we're doing from a from a design standpoint. I mean, it, it's definitely on our radar. We know that that the World Cup 2026 is is kind of rocket fuel for 
the sport of soccer in this country for Major League Soccer as a league, um, and we feel for NYCFC as a club. Um, but it is three and a half years away, and, and there's, a, there's a lot of work to be done between now and then. We will definitely uh, be activating strongly around it, I can, I can promise you that. So you're talking about the home opener, trying to sell it out, and it's revenue. Um, I, th I think we could call you the revenue officer, too, of the club. I mean, that's a particular uh, of if particular you, if interest. If you want to, sure. All right. So uh, I'll the take yes as many no titles way. as you'll give me. Well, you have uh, <laughs> yeah. just, just pile them on. You have you a get new paid for each one of them. I don't. Additionally, uh, no, nope. oh, absolutely oh, not. That's a shame. <laughs> the league has this new uh, television contract, obviously, uh, and the Yes Network uh, they paid a pretty penny for rights fees uh, to have the rights to, to broadcast. And I'm wondering how that impacts the club or if it does, because it, you're hearing so many different things. I don't think we'll anything, get anything specific, but the, the upfront production costs and all the different things that the league and Apple have to do in this uh, opening year, maybe opening two years, is that at all impactful on the overall budget of the club? Not, you know, not really for, for this year, for year one. I mean, it doesn't really kind of change you know, change what we're doing, or you know, in terms of in terms of our current year P and L. Is it a struggle because some of the Apple money is not going to be arriving? No, not a, not a, no. It's great. I mean, overall, like Apple for us, for me, I guess you know, I'll just speak on on my own behalf. The way I, I'm I'm super bullish on on the Apple partnership. You know, I, we we look at it as not you know we across the league you know aren't looking at it as a as a traditional. It's not a traditional rights fee deal. It's a, it's a true partnership. And, uh, you know, there's skin in the game for MLS and its clubs to grow viewership and grow subscriptions or skin in the game for Apple to do so as well. Um, Apple, you know, I think has definitely put their best foot forward. Um, obviously, we're, we're Nashville at the game and weren't watching the, I was watching the game live and not watching our game on, on broadcast. But after, after the game, we started watching other games on broadcast. And I mean, I thought, you know, I don't know if you guys saw the picture quality, amazing broadcast. You know, like the whole kind of production value was incredible. Uh, everything that they have, you know, from a content standpoint that you can get into. I mean, you, you can get lost on, on the, you know, on the Apple channel just watching. If you just want to watch NYCFC content, um, you know, there's content for days, you know, and then there's just going to be more and more and more. Um, it, it's a really unique value proposition. So it's to me, it's about it's about a 10 year and hopefully beyond journey with the world's leading, I was going to say world's leading technology company, but you can, you could also say the world's leading company period. Um, and, and, you know, choosing, you know, choosing, this is a, this is a, a partnership 10 years, hopefully much longer um, with, with the world's leading technology company, world's leading company period, arguably. And, you know, for them to choose for Apple to choose MLS as saying like, that's, that's who we're going to go all in with. Uh, I think you know speaks volumes for where they see the league going and where we, all of us that are working in with the clubs and with the league see see where things are going. It's it's really exciting. So I'm not looking at the dollars and cents necessarily in year one and saying what does this mean for my P&L this year. Um, I'm we're, we're looking at it as a, as a long-term partnership and, and how can we grow the game of soccer. Well, one of the things that um, I think I had spoken with Sam about earlier, be, uh, probably late last year. And uh, that I thought about was that as you get closer to 2027, are you going to be migrating more to Queens? And what I mean by that is, uh, is there going to be more games at City Field and then less games at Yankee Stadium? One of the other things that I had heard, and 
no way of being able to confirm this one way or the other, that the field in Roosevelt Island was, uh, was looked at as a possibility to be able to use that as a, as a temporary stadium because I know that you're paying outrageous cost at Yankee Stadium to close to a million dollars a year. I know City Field is a little bit less, but still, or, or used to be a little bit less maybe, but maybe no longer. Maybe Mr. Cohen has decided that you can pay more. I'm not too sure. Um, so what is the... Um, so, so, so what is the plan right now? Are, are you looking sure. towards possibly doing something at Roosevelt Island or any place else temporarily and try to get out from under a million dollar a year, I mean, a million dollar a game uh, rent fees? So that's a good question. It's a tough question. I think, you know, generally for us, uh, we, we were in a situation, I think, over the last, you know, 12, 18, 24 months where we were exploring every alternative. We didn't, we didn't have a, you know, a a deal for a, a permanent stadium site at, at the time. So we didn't know if that's going to be, is that going to be 26, is it going to be 27, is it going to be 28, is it going to be 30? Like, you, we didn't know. Um, really, with the Yankees and the Mets, it, the challenge is not with the Yankees or the Mets or the rent costs or anything like that. It's really with the Major League Baseball schedule and the Major League Soccer schedule. And, you know, a couple of years ago, Major League Baseball changed their schedule. Um, and I think that it was probably a smart business move on their part to have shorter homestands, shorter road trips, um, to, to try and, you know, you don't want fans having to go to seven, nine, ten home games in a row. Um, that was bad for home fans. It was bad for business. So they shortened them up. But for us, we can only have home games at Yankee Sam State Field, essentially, if the team is on, away for s at least seven consecutive days, because you need three days to change over the field uh, from baseball to soccer, one day to play a game, and three days to change it back to baseball. And, um, you know, for, for all intents and purposes, you need seven days. So now, when, the, the, when there used to be seven-game homestand, seven-game road trips, seven-game homestand, seven-game road trips, you had, we had, a you know, in, in the first five years of the club of, of NYCFC, there was enough seven-game road trips or, or longer uh, for the Yankees that you could get 17 home games in. Um, now there's not. And, uh, and, and quite frankly, there's barely enough between the Yankees and the Mets together to get 17 games. Um, and now, you know, we have, and, and maybe we'll talk about the, the League's Cup, which, is, which I'm super bullish on and really excited about for this year. But, you know, you, have, you take a month out of the, you know, or more out of the season, out of the schedule from the get-go. So anytime the Yankees or Mets are gone for seven days during that time, it doesn't matter. It doesn't help us. Um, and, and so you just read the number of dates uh, are reduced. The, the league MLS now comes up and said, here are the 34 game dates, game dates for this year. And, and again, with the Apple deal, they're all Saturdays and Wednesdays. So it says, tell us when you're available. And so we have to look at these 34 game dates and, and look at the Yan Yankee schedule, look at the Mets schedule. And, you know, and we can't even get, you know, and again, you hope to get seven and you need 17 of those 34. But it's hard, even with nothing else, no other pressures on us, just logistically making it happen. So people do ask me all the time, are you going to start playing more and more games, games at City Field? It's just not logistically possible. I mean, I, I think that, you, you know, you could maybe get to a point where we're 50-50-ish, um, and it, it just depends on our schedule and, you know, the schedule with FIFA breaks and all these other things. Like the league, you know, if there's a two-week Gold Cup break and the Yankees are on the road for those two weeks, we just miss that opportunity because, you know, we can't, the MLS won't let us play uh, during them. So there's just so many challenges right now to that happening. You know, for us to even be able to get 17 games between the two venues, this year and the following year years is going to be challenging. 
that's why we did look at we did look at other other um, opportunities of, of maybe you know in vetting what that looks like, um, but it's a heavy lift. We looked at we looked at Randall's Island in, um, and uh, but you know it was in, in great people there and and we're we're working and, and we do a lot with with the people at Randall's Island and and Ripa um, and it's it's a fantastic group and so we've been trying to figure out ways to to do things together whether it's something really grand or, or, or something less less grand um, but uh, but generally for it to work you had to it really didn't didn't pin out unless you were going to be able to do it for four or five six years um, and you know we at the time we you know we kept on hoping that this permanent stadium uh, site in Willits Point was going to was going to work out um, and that it wasn't going to be <laughs> five six seven years down the line um, and, and ultimately I think that we want to grow the sport we want to grow we think that we're going to continue to grow um, to grow our fan base over the next few years significantly um, we've had last year was our first year we had a year-over-year -year increase in our season our city member fan base uh, since kind of the inaugural season this year we're going to grow it again so we'll be two years uh, consecutively of growing our season ticket member base after a number of years of of declines and so and, and i think that every year as we lead up to the new stadium we're going to grow and grow and grow and grow and if you're in a small temporary stadium it doesn't give you the room for growth versus if we have you know 25 to thirty thousand seats that, that we can sell in yankee stadium and city field which is our you know kind of our rough soccer capacity in, in those venues so um, right as it stands right now plan is to play ideally all um, of our games over the next four seasons in Yankee Stadium and City Field uh, and if not all as many as humanly possible. Well just change gears for a moment and uh, knowing you're less focused on the sporting side I wonder um, you know there's the discussion of transfers and, and the players that have departed and how we're going to replace them um, adequately. Uh, I'm just wondering how you are involved with that or when you get involved with that in terms of the contracts maybe at the end of the day and what the, how the hierarchy of that process works as uh, we've heard you know, Nick Cushing has been public about saying over the next few weeks there should be a, a significant inflow of players yeah I mean um, well you know we have a we have a fantastic sporting director David Lee um, we have you know I'm really excited for for Nick to have a full year of, of you know off season and, and preseason un, under his belt um, you know I, I spend a good amount of time with with the team I you know spend you know I would say you know one to two days a week at the training facility um, I, I, I travel with the team I try and I mean, really the way I view my my role with Dave is, is not too different than I view my role with you know, Lauren, our VP of marketing, or Sam, our, our head of comms, or, you know, anyone else is, is really to try and lend support and try and remove barriers and, and try and help everyone in our organization and whatever their their capacities are to, to be able to do their jobs to the best of their ability. Um, and for Dave, to be able to do the job to the best of ability is to be able to get the best players here and be able to have a, a you know, a good budget to be able to do that and, and for us to work, you know, work together to try and make those things happen. Um, and so in that, you know, that's the way I look at, you know, and supporting him, whether that's staff, you know, back at back of house staff. I mean, we've grown, we've grown our staff, um, from the sporting side. When I started in 2019, I think we were at 33 full-timers. 
uh, inspiring. We're now over 50, um, you know, and we've been putting more resources into our academy um, group. We've obviously added MLS, uh, our, our MICFC2 team and MLS Next Pro, so we have a, a group there. Um, we've continued to build out resources for, from a kind of a performance standpoint, supporting uh, the first team. Um, so it's, it's those kind of things where they're, you're coming to me and say, hey, like we, we're lacking this or we have a hole here or we need this. Like, how can you help? How can we make this make this happen? You know, um, you know, from a player standpoint, it's, it's working in terms of uh, trying to help them internally navigate approvals, you know, on, on players. Um, you know, City Football Group is, is very helpful with from a scat, you know, global scouting standpoint. We've talked about that uh, in the past, but really you know, Dave, Nick, the coaches, you know, they're, they're vetting all the players and then they're kind of coming back and saying, this is what we're trying to do. Um, you know, they, I mean, right, you know, right now, I know there's been, you know, probably some general uh, disappointment on a fan standpoint in terms of, you know, where, where we are the transfer window. But from our standpoint, you know, transfer window goes until April 24th. I think historically we've shown that, that we've been patient to find the right fits and the right, you know, um, the right players that are the right fits for the team at, at, and from, you know, at the right values um, uh, that, uh, that have led us to be a consistently winning team, a, a team that, you know, quite, you know, I think you know has the most most points in, in the league in the last seven years or something. So like I mean we, like we we have a I think a track record. We have great people. We fully expect to be, you know, one of the top teams this year, just as we do every single year. We compete for championships. Final question is in regard to the uh, homecoming gala for City and the community. Roberto and I are here along with uh, many others. Uh, thank yeah. you for the invitation. Absolutely. And can you just uh, describe? what what this is it's uh for the players and coaches yeah, no, to say uh, hi it, to everybody yeah no it's great i mean it's our it's our annual our big our biggest annual fundraiser for city in the community which is which is our 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 foundation that does you know so much incredible work uh and impact in in within the five boroughs and uh so the first and foremost event tonight is about uh raising uh, a significant amount of money and, and we've already we've sold out all of our tables um, we have uh, we'll have the, actually the mo the highest attendance of, of any event that we've ever had for CITC uh, the most money raised uh, for CITC a city football group has a, has a program for each of the clubs around the world where you can kind of pick one fundraising event a year and they'll match uh, the proceeds that are that are donated so we, we've chosen this event so all so without the match we're already going to set a record for the most funds we've ever raised in one night um, for for CITC and then we're going to see city football groups going to double that. Um, so it's going to be an incredible night. It's the entire team, the entire first team is going to be there. So it's going to be part of a, a meet the team. Um, the MC is, uh, is Taylor Twelman is obviously you guys know famous, uh, ESPN and now MLS Apple, um, broadcaster and, uh, and former player. And, uh, we're going to have, you know, Dave Lee is, is going to be able to address the crowd. Nick Cushing is going to address the crowd. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be a fantastic night and we're going to, we're going to have a lot of fun and we're going to raise a lot of money for, for sitting in the community.